Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. My name is Rob Alessiani, and with me tonight uh, is Keen Cobb. Hello. And Michael Henley. Hello. We have a short cast tonight, a small cast tonight, but a mighty one. Uh, and tonight we will be discussing <laughs> the 2005 uh, seminal release, Fantastic Four. This was, this came out to some pomp and circumstance and uh, starred such stars as, uh, I think it's pronounced Ian. Ian. Yeah, I think it's Ian, even though it's not spelled like that. Yeah, think, yeah. Ian Grufford, Jessica Alba, Chris Evans. Captain America himself, <laughs> Michael Chiklis, and oh, by the way, someone you might know, Kerry Washington was also in this film. <laughs> I was amazed Kerry about Washington. That fucked me up. I'm sorry. That... <laughs> and she showed up. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Before Man. that, before that, I do want to talk briefly, just real quick, uh, a programming note. Uh, when this returns to when this podcast returns to weekly episodes to cover uh marvel's loki which will be released uh the first episode on june 9th on uh disney plus um we will be adjusting our schedule because disney adjusted theirs they are premiering loki on wednesday and the web episodes will be released on wednesdays so we will be recording most likely on thursdays and um and i would assume we'll most likely be releasing the episodes on friday so we're going from tuesday release to friday release to uh, adjust with the like Disney schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also uh, was released today. Uh, not quite MCU, maybe MCU, who the hell Florida. knows, but Sony's uh, Venom, it's not called Venom 2, it's just Venom, There Will Be Carnage. Is that it? Was that I thought it was Let There Be Carnage. Let There Be, Let Carnage. There be Carnage, right. That's right. It's yeah. not Daniel Day-Lewis's they, There Will Be <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> uh, but um, what do we think? We we all saw the uh, the trailer. Yeah, like uh, I just watched it maybe like an hour or so ago. And um, I think I like it a lot just because I literally just watched the movie the whole way through maybe a few months ago. Um, so like it's still kind of fresh um, in my brain. So I enjoy... With the little things that it showed, I enjoyed. I love Woody Harrelson, no matter what he's doing. Oh yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see his take on on that character on Carnage. Eddie Brock, or I forgot the the guy's real name. Tom um, Holland. No, not Tom Holland. Uh, Tom, Tom. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. His like even even the little clip that it shows his relationship with like the symbiote is kind of cool, kind of interesting, but it still seems he's uncomfortable with it. Which understandably yeah. so, but like every version of like Eddie Brock I've seen, eventually them him and Carnage are like this after yeah. a while. Whether it's like the newer um oh no, not even Eddie, but like whoever is agent agent um Venom, where he's like a he took over like a military guy's body mm -hmm. and like they, they he's like a commando now. Yeah. Um but even with that person, it it always seemed like they're they're one. But yeah. here they're yeah. still bickering, which is yeah. like Mm -hmm. okay it's like a buddy kind of thing they're trying to pull off but mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it was interesting um so full disclosure i have not seen the first film i, I okay but this this trailer made me want to go out and see it immediately um it just kind of flew under my radar and then it just never showed up like it, it never got to a streaming platform i subscribed to i didn't see it in the theaters i wasn't gonna pay to own it in a physical copy or rent it digitally but i may now because i thought this looked 
fun as hell. Um, I like the kind of hijinks that they were going with. I thought Woody Harrelson is a genius casting for Carnage, like absolutely genius casting. Um, and it just looks really fun. I agree that from, you know, I was an avid Spider-Man reader growing up. Uh, that was my number one. And I would read every single, every single different, uh, you know, I would read Spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, anything that had Spider-Man in it, I'd read it. And Carnage and Venom stories were always like, they, they kind of felt more like adult to me. Like I was like, it was almost like we're going from like wacky villains to actual like psychopath murderers uh you know and then venom kind of like softened a little bit and carnage kind of took over that psychopath literally um so it did the the venom relationship i'd have to watch the first movie to kind of really really comment on it but the but the venom eddie brock relationship felt like like an odd couple almost and like Mm. which is fun and funny but it didn't ring true to like what i remember from the comics but I, i i'm also not totally caught up with you know, I know that I, Venom has had quite a uh, stay in the in the Marvel comics it, since I stopped reading like weeklies releases. So I'm very curious, and I, I'm I will absolutely see. I think, you know, I'm looking for movies that will get me into the theaters again now that I'm fully vaccinated, and you know, it, 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 we can do it relatively safely. And this this would be one that I think I would go in and see. I think this movie looks better than the first movie, which I will not I won't spoil it because uh, I don't think the first movie is terrible but i do think i see some things here that i think feel like improvements and one because the first movie uh the the first movie goes for a very very kind of chaotic tone as they're kind of getting to know each other and this one now that it's a little bit more lived in their relationship i just like this idea of like oh it's like he's living with like a muppet basically who is mostly (laughs) invisible and tries to murder people every once in a while i'm just like i dig that i think that's fun and uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson is great. That's great casting. And I like that we saw him. He he, he we, we saw him briefly in the first movie. He shows up at the very, very end as a teaser. And I like that they changed his wig because I think they changed his wig anyway, because I'm trying to remember the first movie. But I remember looking at him and just going like. He doesn't look threatening. He looks like like Raggedy Andy, like with the big like <laughs> bright. He looked like uh, Game Master, if you remember yeah. that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like the fact that they kind of went for a different look with him in his pre-Carnage stage. And um, yeah, I think this looks like th- I think this looks like this could be something. I'm 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 on board. Yeah, definitely. It um it almost felt like the 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 person the the, the killer who Carnage takes over. I forget his name, but he always reminded me of like uh, like when I read Watchmen later in life, it was always like, oh, Rorschach reminded me of current. Like if, if you know, mm. if they ever did like a Marvel DC crossover again, um, you know, they always like, oh, S- Superman fights usually like Captain America and then, you know, Batman fights Iron Man. And I it would be like Rorschach now that Rorschach is in dc comics universe proper because of what they've been doing lately with the watchman universe just putting it in there um That's right rorschach yeah. would fight uh carnage i think like that they have a matchup but yeah i'm super interested in this so we uh it remains to be seen i think that movie comes out in what did it say um july or july or, yeah. yeah i think sometime over the summer if not who who knows We're, we are not the podcast to go to for um you know <laughs> new releases the, the the bleeding edge information 
Um, <laughs> I also I also feel like this is not a good time to hold anyone accountable for you know dates that are being thrown. Yeah, out for, for sure, and yeah. release dates in general. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. Well, that brings us to our main event, uh, Fantastic Four 2005. One of the first Marvel, uh, one of the first big Marvel releases, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the first big Marvel releases following the success of um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um, and I think it might have been released. It certainly was released after the second Spider-Man. Sam I think Raimi's so, Spider-Man. yeah. I think before yes. the third, possibly. It, it, was, on it was one year after the second Spider-Man movie and yeah. two years prior to the third. Spider-Man. So Marvel is right. Pre-Marvel cinematic uh offering pre pre mcu marvel cinematic offerings marvel's riding pretty high right now spider-man one was you know toby toby spider-man one was was released to fanfare and you know they everyone's like they finally got it right which i feel like they say after every single new spider-man reboot they finally (laughs) got it right um (laughs) spider-man 2 was an incredible film Love that movie. Uh, pr- easily, easily the best of of the Sam Raimi trilogy. Easily. Oh, hands down. With it's third two, being one, easily three. the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even think like anyone. I don't think there's like, you know, you can talk Star Wars, and there might be like, well, this is actually my favorite, and oh, there's merits to this one. But there's I no like debate. There's this, no debate no. on which like the 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 <laughs> the uh, the order of quality in Sam Raimi Spider Man. Well, no, no. I'll, yeah, I'll, I think... I'll say this. I'm I'm okay if you like for some reason. If you like one over two, sure. There's no way there's no three way. isn't last. Three I, is yeah. obje- uh, it, it ruined the franchise, right? Like they they were just like it we almost gotta go ruined Venom. Board. It almost it ruined Venom. Was, it I think almost, the, oh my god, I forgot <laughs> Venom was in that. It's so bad. I think the only debate around three is like how much of a good movie is hiding within it. Like oh, yeah, like, oh, like, like this one could be like could have been yeah yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, Doc Ock in two was great. So. Yeah there that that's that's the table setting marvel is doing well and they're like let's roll the dice again with uh with you know let's start opening this universe up a little bit and i'm so curious um what could have happened if like fantastic four was actually you know we'll get into it but what if this was really good and you know what could this have been the mcu but so marvel Marvel's go, going to bat with Fantastic Four 2005 and uh, just first impressions. Let's just go around the horn of first impressions. Let's go, Michael, first. So I, I, I want to get into it a bit because like the, the, the history, I think, around this is like super interesting. Um, but I mean, in, in regard to this movie, I feel like, um, you know, that whole spate of superheroes, like the, the movies that came out pre-Marvel. I know a lot of people tend to kind of throw all everything pre-MCU out, and I don't think that's fair uh, at all. But I think one of the things that distinguishes this movie is like, aside from your Spider-Mans and your X-Men and, you know, even, you know, some of the other stuff, basically, um, I feel like this movie never really develops a take on the Fantastic Four. Like, all everything else that came prior, either it really seemed to have like a lot of affection for the characters um, Mm -hmm. that I was talking about, or at least you know, had a very specific take on who those characters are, why they matter, what they represent, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like this movie doesn't do that. So it just mm-hmm. feels very generic and just very kind of stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, the key issue that kind of all the other issues around the movie kind of congeal around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really interesting too, because this movie is very nondescript. And I think this is the, is this the last 
property they farm out to others to before they make Iron Man? Because it's only a couple years so, before the first Iron Man. There is a Fantastic there's, Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. There is, yes. yes sir. But like, yeah. But forget, this yeah. might be um, well, Iron Man else. came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. And there was this, and then Silver Surfer was in 2007. And I mean, just in terms of tone. Yeah. Oh, wait. I guess you could maybe consider the Hulk, even though yeah. now they kind of brought the angry uh, Hulk. Yeah, I they think that was that into yeah. the MCU, but like at the I time, think, that might have been the last one. I think that, that one was actually before this, actually. I think that was like 03 or 04. Was it? Say. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, no, no, no. So, no, no. You're right. You're right. My bad. I'm thinking you, you said angry. I'm not talking about. I don't consider Ang Lee a Hulk. I consider that the Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah, um, that's yeah, right. yeah, it's the yeah, Eric yeah. Bana Hulk. Yep. Yeah. So the Edward Norton one was closer right. to MCU, but it still wasn't until they brought in. They like retconned that into yeah, the exactly. MCU. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but but Tony Stark shows up at the end of that movie though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like officially the MCU. Oh, it wasn't like the, the, yeah the br- yeah. right right. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, what do you think, Keen? Ah uh, man, it's. It's, it's 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 deep for me because because i grew up like like how you were how you read a lot of the comics mm-hmm. um i wasn't able to buy the comics but what i did have was uh fox kids sure. uh, so because of that i went back and watched it again but i think the spider-man on fox kids might have been the best comic or best and most closest related comic book superhero show ever mm-hmm. uh but beyond that i would watch uh, Fantastic Four and the Iron Man, which Iron Man's cartoon was kind of trash, thinking about <laughs> it now. Uh, but Fantastic Four was great, and I loved it growing up. Uh, Johnny Storm was like my favorite. It was I was a very, very uh, split child because my two favorite characters growing up was uh, or Marvel characters was Johnny Storm and Bobby Drake. So oh, nice, wow, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Song of Ice and Fire, right? <laughs> and if anybody knows me, they're like, yeah, that doesn't sound too awful keen That's um but uh but with but with the movie <laughs> in a weird way i can i i liken this to the movie geely hear me okay out. because interesting you got the floor because for a long time i've heard how bad geely was oh it's trash it's terrible mm. blah 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 randomly i watched it and i was like it's, a, it's an okay movie it's not not great it's not winning any awards but it's not as bad as people think and I think over time, that's how people maybe feel about this Fantastic Four movie. Because mm-hmm. when I watched it, I'm like, well, I mean, for the time, remember, 05, everything was fucking extreme. I don't know why, but everything oh, yeah. was extreme. Everything was X Games. Yeah. The there's there's, literally, a, there's yeah. literally a snowboarding sequence yep. in this for film. No there reason. <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a dirt bike uh, ramp trip yep. for yep. no reason once again. <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> at the same time, I do agree with Michael that it is kind of a it is kind of a stock kind of movie like they just put it out. Yep. But at the same time, after watching a lot of the TV show and then going back and reading some of the stuff, I I really wanted to see how they would do it, and they kind of just like got straight to it because oh yeah, they could have spent like a whole hour building up the characters, kind of what what the the newer version tried to do, but mm-hmm. in this one mm-hmm. it was just like all right, boom. Uh, Richard and Ben, or yeah, Reed, Reed and Ben. Um, and then they didn't even go into Sue and uh, Reed's relationship at first. They were just like, they're not on good terms. They were mm-hmm. in love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Let's yep. get these powers. Boom, 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 boom. So 
if I was younger watching it, I probably would appreciate it because I got to be superheroes faster. Yeah. But now being somewhat considered a storyteller, they rushed the fuck out of it. And oh yeah. They were literally in the costumes, like besides the um besides the, the four, yeah. they were in them before they had the powers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just uh man. So I, I thought I so I, I'm with you. Um, I'm with you, Keen. I, this I had never seen this before. That's one of the reasons I picked it. Oh, this is the first time I watched it all the way through. I've seen parts. This is the first time I yeah. sat through it. So yeah. I remember it coming out, and, and for whatever reason, I, I didn't catch it in the theaters, and I didn't see Sil- Rise of the Silver Surfer either. So I was going into it thinking this is going to be pretty terrible. And again, it's not great. It's not like it's it's not like up to the standards of the MCU now mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of storytelling by any stretch of the imagination. But it's not terrible. It's exactly. not, um, it, it, I, it wasn't enjoyable, like late night. It almost, I, I think it helped that I was watching it like in bed. I started it at like 1130 at night. So it I almost felt like, like a 12. midnight, yeah, it almost <laughs> felt like a midnight feature. Um, and if I, if I had to, if I had to like boil this movie down to one word, it would be gratuitous. Like everything in this <laughs> yeah. movie was gratuitous it was like yeah. it was like there were nothing nothing felt like it was it was taking place because of something that was earned it was yeah. this movie was a time capsule for 2005 <laughs> like there were there, everything was x games and if you look at the soundtrack it's like it's let me just read this through uh okay so the soundtrack Ray, at least one song for this is yes. velvet revolver which was which was basically scott wyland and guns and roses um <laughs> taking back sunday chingy mm-hmm. josh stone <laughs> yes, uh, yes. ryan josh cabrera stone. uh oh, some uh, 41 simple plan nice. <laughs> of course. Lloyd banks yes. breaking point Oh. Submersed, Miss. Uh, I almost said Missy Elliott. No, Miss eighty six, Miss eighty six, loser, and someone named Orange Range with the Fantastic Four remake. So like this, this whole thing. Dude, had like Jessica Alba in all it. over again. Jessica yeah. Alba in it, which is just a time yeah. capsule of two thousand five <laughs> in a person. Yes. Um, so, so let's jump. Let's jump right into it. All right. So, like Keen said, this thing starts off like out of the gate, like a shotgun. Like, we, like they waste no time with table setting. It's just like right out of the gate. Reed Richards is coming to Victor Von Doom, hat in hand, uh, American Victor Von Doom. Let's put that out there right at the top. Just he's, you know, <laughs> they no talk about accent. that later on, though. Yeah, they talk. They bring that up later on. Yeah. Um, it felt like he was doing an accent and like during it, certain scenes. Boy, am I was wrong it about not that? consistent if he was when he was, but, when, he, when he was angry and he kind of like asserted, yeah. asserted himself. Yeah, he heard it slip. His a little Latveria bit out. would yeah. come through. Yeah. Well, well, and I and I also like I also felt like for a lot of his early scenes, like especially the early scenes, it felt like a lot of his dialogue was dubbed after the fact. Like they went with an accent yeah. on they did set. A lot of like and they were post, like, oh, this post isn't production. Working. Yeah, post production in the booth. So yeah. Reed's uh, going. Reed's going to Victor Von Doom, hat in hand with his buddy with his buddy ben Grimm with him and uh he's saying there's a cosmic storm that's going to be coming through and we can solve all sorts of world's problems if we go up there and study it and and you know take samples and and the only way we can do it safely is with your your space station that has shielding on it that will protect us so he also finds out that his old flame sue storm a sue uh yeah sue storm is working for victor von doom and they are he finds out later they are dating and also uh so so that's where they have a big meeting and he 
uh, Victor Von Doom agrees in exchange for control over the experiment and majority of the profits. So, cause Reed Richards from some unseen thing is broke and uh, has no money for this. So he goes to uh, Victor Von Doom as his um, financier and benefactor. So that's where we start. Quick thing that got me a little bit was, uh, and we'll talk about this later on. Sure. But how big is the thing supposed to be? Not big. How tall is he supposed to be? Because even though he was like 600 pounds in the, in the, in the movie, he was like, what, 5'10"? Yeah. So in the comics, I feel like it's always been that like, because my kid brain reading all these comics growing up was like, it, I literally was just like, so the thing is just less strong Hulk. Like that's, that's just orange, less strong two. Hulk. And he's made of rocks. Like mm-hmm. yeah. does the thing have any, any power difference that would make him anything other than a strictly worse Hulk? Like, <laughs> I guess he doesn't have, he still has his own mind. So like yeah. there's no rage, but like that actually makes him less powerful because the Hulk basically can be fueled by rage to an yeah. infinite level. So you could argue that he he's got his mind there the whole time. But then they even do that with Hulk. They just make like gray Hulk and it's like, oh well, he's smart now too. Um so yeah, I I think he just he just turns to stone and becomes in you know much stronger and much more impervious to pain and injury. Okay. All right. So. Well, I mean, from the from the jump, it's just uh, like you said. It's just let's let's get to it. Not even. Oh, real quick too. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but seeing they could have did something, but like Jessica, the fact that they made Jessica Alba wear the blue uh, lens uh, eye con- eye contacts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like at least get a lighter blue. Like the blue they had were like was so <laughs> yeah. dark. It was, it was yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so bad but um yeah i mean i because I, like i said part of me part of me is like the writers like okay you want to build the character up give him meaning give him like all this other thing and the other part of me is just like maybe because i know him already like all right let's get to it so like yeah. i was definitely yeah. divided on this another fun fact or another fun find is victor von doom's assistant i'm pretty sure was old christine's brother if I if I'm remembering things right, but that's my that's my 2005 mind. I'm sorry. We'll, that we'll would have that. been Hamish Linklater as Leonard, and yes. I think you're oh, right. I know that actor name sounds familiar. I'm okay. gonna look him up. Yeah, and he was also a time cast. He was in a lot of stuff back then. Yep. Okay, he was in a lot of mid. He was like coming up in the mid 2000s. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I this whole part. I so. I am not as well versed in Fantastic Four backstory. Um, I didn't. They weren't one of the ones I would pick up, like at the deli with the comic book rack. But I, you know, I know their backstory. Everyone knows their backstory. They're Marvel's first family. They go to space. They get bombarded with cosmic cosmic storm, and they get their powers. And so you got to get them up in space somehow to do that if you're going to exactly. do any kind of origin mm-hmm. story and not just start like after they get their powers. So the means to do that is. Through, directly through Victor Von Doom. So that's not canon. That like this is a big sway from the comics. They don't this isn't how it happens, which is fine. Like No, cuz they go up they go up. I don't know if they ever say it's with NASA, but it's assumed that they're yeah, all it's assumed astronauts. It's with, and they've got like their weird space car and they Exactly. And so what did we think of like immediately? You know, so if you're going into this and comic book movies aren't new at this point, you're kind of used to them. But mm-hmm. you're a comic book fan. You're going to see this, and immediately it's like Victor Von Doom's here, and he's not—he's not Doom. He's just 
Victor Von Doom. Uh, he's basically like Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Oh you God. Know, he, oh God. He is. He, he really he's is. just like a. He's a billionaire, and and he has, he has a space station. <laughs> he has a space. Like the man has his own space. He's literally Elon Musk. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> what did you all think of you know at, uh, that choice to just like? I put him in that position of like he's not bad, but he's not good in the beginning. He's just kind of like he's as evil as every billionaire, which is pretty. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I feel like he just I, it it feels like they were kind of hedging their bets a little bit, or just kind of going like we need to reposition this character so you know he's like evil, or at least will become evil right away. So you know, like you know, was you know, you know what's a, a solid like you know evil villain thing is Lex Luthor basically. So let's just make him that. You know, so I, it, it feels a little hand me down, I guess. Yeah. Um. You know, there's <laughs> plenty of room for evil billionaires in Marvel. I'm just it just just felt yeah like, yeah. You're either Actually, you're either Lex Luthor or you're Bruce Wayne. So yeah like, yeah. You know, and he, I so, think, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I, I think they, it goes back to like, well, let's get to it. I think they had to do that because that, I mean, obviously everyone knows Doom is like their number one. Mm-hmm. Although Doom, I think, doesn't get enough respect and love. Hopefully in the few next few years in the MCU, he will. I think he's one of the best and most um, multi layered villains within the MCU. 100%. Um, so it's, it's almost criminal that he's been confined. To this one fucking movie so far, because like back in the day, he would go he would go against everybody, everybody, everybody. He fought everybody. Um, he was he was one of the if if you had a Marvel, if you had a Marvel comics villain Mount Rushmore, he'd oh yeah. be on there a hundred percent. Can you guys clarify something for me, by the way? Mm-hmm. Victor Von Doom in the comics does not get his powers because of the same thing that happens to Fantastic no. Four, right? No, that's that's but entirely they, separate, right? Okay. And also, I'm pretty sure a that, lot of that though, yeah, it's saying that it does, but it, that doesn't that didn't happen, no. And I'm okay. also pretty sure that his powers in the comics are not like no what was shown here. Like, oh, I don't no. think he has like Emperor Palpatine electrical. Oh, no. Okay, no. okay. I think he, um, he is ahead. horribly mangled. Mm-hmm. in the comics so he has to wear like he wears that metal suit to basically cover all of his horribly disfigured body yep. and his real powers are like we're not talking about god emperor doom or any of the stuff that they didn't mm-hmm. like later like the original doom i think he was basically just a dictator with yeah. with the resources of a country behind him so he didn't uh, i wish tab was here she would know we miss you but- tab I will I will add this in and I hope I hope I'm right. I don't want to disappoint her. I don't want to disappoint Tap. But if I if I'm not mistaken, mind you, this is knowledge from the cartoon show, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I know that they've always crossed paths that Reed and Von Doom were like yes. at least okay. colleagues at one yeah. point. Yeah, so I that's that where it's true. Yeah, so that's where they had that where like <clears throat> they went they all went to MIT or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and uh like like yeah, so when he was doing the palpatine shit i'm watching i'm like look i haven't yeah talked with fantastic four in a while but i'm almost positive he does not have i don't think he has quote unquote powers the only thing he has are close enough to powers i think you would almost um you would um kind of put it in the same boat as the science from um mm-hmm. i can't remember his, his his world now from um thor like mm-hmm. how like science and magic From is Asgard. almost oh, okay. Yeah, in Asgard. So yeah, he he does develop a lot of shit like that where it's almost like powers, but it's definitely more technology based. But it's like I said, it it, it blends the line between magic and technology. So, um, it, so this is the So I'm just getting this from Wiki. I'm getting okay. this from Wiki. This is the 
your standard Dr. Doom's, what they consider to be his powers. Mm-hmm. So he has genius level intellect. So right out of yep. the gate, he's just a genius. And that, you know, if anything, that really wasn't explored here at like, all. He was just like money was yeah. his in- and, and like ruthlessness. I, I would argue that's a problem with this movie for all the characters. All the characters Agreed. Are, are written to be smart people. And on the evidence, they're just like, I don't think they are. Even Reed Richards. It's just, yeah. Like, um, so he has psionics, uh, mind transference, telekinesis and power negation, whatever that means. Uh, energy that. absorption and protection, teleportation and de- and demonic summoning via dark mysticism and sorcery. I that goes back to what I was saying as far yeah. as like with science and magic and yeah. shit and him so studying some, shit. Yeah. And then he's and then the armor grants him superhuman strength and durability. He has gauntlet lasers and force blasts at times. Um he has flight via rocket boots at times. And he it also says here, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't so the best power. Because he's, because he's the, I think, emperor? He's the dictator of Latveria. He, yeah. he, he's okay. granted diplomatic immunity. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, not, uh, no, like, from a cosmic storm, Palpatine bolts. Um, okay. huh. Let's jump into, so Doom agrees. He takes him up, uh, you know, um, basically because he sees it as a way to um, kind of invest in a guy who's down on his luck and he can get financial gains. He's doing all this for financial gains. And also, I think, to kind of stick it to him because he knows like he's with Sue Rao and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, really rub your nose in it because we're together and you're going to have to go to the space with us. So Ben Grimm gets pissed because they, they say we've already got a pilot and Johnny Storm shows up. And Johnny Storm used to be Ben's um, subordinate in the military. And so that's a whole thing. But they get into space, read miscalculate. Somebody forgot to carry it to. And they do not they have never the figured time. that out. They yeah. never figured it. And that, that, now I'm thinking about that irked the fuck out of me because I'm like, he's he's almost he's so never smart. Wrong. It's, yeah. a, it's exactly what you were saying, Michael. It's like, like <laughs> he literally was just like, I don't know. The calculations are wrong, but like, yeah. Um, so they get into space. They are kind of fooling around. Ben, uh, Ben Grimm goes on a spacewalk, uh, to, um, plug something in <laughs> and plant flowers. I think yeah. like so, uh, they're all in, in the space station, Ben's outside, and they realize that the storm is going to be here much sooner than they anticipated. There's a little scuffle about should we close the shields now and doom Ben to death or not? They don't. They all kind of get bombarded with the cosmic storm at once. And there's, I will say, positive about this film for 2005. Some of the yes. visual effects. I like hold this up. effect. Yes, I like some this of it, well. like the uh, kind of like phasing through them, and and you kind of saw for a second what their powers were going to be. That was cool. Well, let's talk about the space stuff. What do we think of the space stuff before we get back home? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, uh, for for it felt once again it felt way too fast. Yeah, like I think I think maybe a week passed, but it, it almost looked like they just went up in space the next fucking day. So I'm not sure how how good the calculations can be. I do. I did like Von Doom's Von Doom. I did like Doom's move to propose to her on the space station. That was good. real true, true dick move, and I, I applaud him for that. <laughs> um, of course, she says no, and then he tried to like uh, stay with me, and, and we'll be protected through the. Mind you, they never mentioned what. Now I'm getting mad thinking about it. They never mentioned what the shield was made out of. It's just a shield, and she was yeah, like was no. It- 
Huh? Was it like adamantium or vibranium or something like some kind of crazy Marvel metal? It was something they probably either didn't do the research for. Yeah. Or they couldn't f- figure out which name they wanted to use for it. I mean, I, I like you said, I, I did enjoy that that scene. It all happened way once. I keep going back to them. Sorry. It just happened way too fucking fast. Yeah. Like they literally like- got there. In 10 minutes, the storm hits. I'm like, wait, I feel like it was it, a cold 15 minutes into this film before they're granted powers, which is the yeah. opposite of the 20... Um, God, that the took one so long. Michael B. Jordan. Sure. 2014, 15, I think. Something like that. And, they were just, yeah. and it literally, they, like don't, they, don't become, minutes. they don't become the yeah. Fantastic Four until like the last 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. <laughs> after they've defeated the <laughs> dude. Um, but yeah, well, Michael, what did you think? Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's way too fast. I mean, honestly, the first 15 minutes of this movie really feel like you can like, even on the page, the problem isn't necessarily that it's rushed. The problem is that it feels rushed. What I mean by that is you never forget. You feel like a screenwriter basically like with a stopwatch in his hand, basically going like, all right, I have like a quarter of a page in order to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I have to do this. And then I have to do this. And I have to get him on space into space by like page seven and stuff like that. And it just feels like clunky and all the characters are basically like all, all the blocks of descriptions of the characters are just the characters either describing themselves or other people describing them for yep. them um and it, 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 it's just really really it's just really clunky and it's just yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think the movie kind of settles into a slightly better groove when when all that stuff is done but yeah it's rough yeah if if there's one thing i mean and, and right from the jump it feels so different than how Marvel tells stories now if, in, yeah. in, in cinematic stories. And I think if you boil that all down, it's just pacing. Like they got yeah. pacing right in most of the MCU films. They figured mm-hmm. out how to, even if they have to do an origin story, like not go too fast and not go too slow, get you to where you want to be. But like, it feels earned. And this was just like, um, like a sprint, you know, um, yep. to, to get there. Yeah, it's because it's even like stuff like the way they're crowbarring certain things into it. Like I remember, like like a lot of the writing in this movie is not great, and I feel like Sue Storm kind of gets some of the worst Ooh, of it. The worst um, of it. But like, but and and the part that like kind of drove me slightly crazy was when they're uh, displaying their suits for the first time, when like they're getting suited up in the ready room. And again, we've already had the backstory that uh, that Sue and 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 Reed have split basically, mm-hmm. um, and Reed's still kind of baffled by it. And he's also very very science. So like she's showing off the suits. And I have to say, this is probably going to come up a lot, basically. Like, her suit is zipped down to, you know, like, whatever. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is where the gratuity yeah. I was referring to. The gratuity, to. yeah. It's 2005. so gratuitous. 2005 gratuitous, just just cleavage and, and everything. Yeah. And it happens so many times <laughs> in this I film, mean, so specifically with women and very specifically with very Sue Storm. Um, and so he comes up to her and he's just like, oh, this is fantastic. First use of the word fantastic. Yeah. But he's Ding. describing the suit and not her cleavage. And so she's like, oh, like she's like slightly disappointed. I'm like, yeah. that's weird. That's yeah, a weird a moment weird to put guy. in there. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I thought, I thought a lot of the stuff that was going on up here, um, this was one of those like mostly green screen remote or blue screen movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but visually I thought, I thought the, the, the VFX were, were pretty solid up here, but yeah, from, from a storytelling standpoint, Space was a mess. So let's get to where it wasn't a mess, except it also was. Uh, back, I think, was it Vermont? 
that I thought uh, it was in like Colorado. Colorado I met, was, was it Colorado? Yeah. It was either one. It was probably one of the two. So if it was Colorado, I just thought they were so close to New York. It might have been Vermont. They just in, walked. <laughs> He walks to New York. That's that's defected. why I thought that's what why I hell? thought it was Vermont. That's why okay. I thought it was Vermont because like theoretically, no, maybe. it took a train. Remember, he, he jumped off the train tracks. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. I think it yeah. might have been Vermont. Who knows? But um, so they get back home and everything's normal. And there's that big there's that big fuck you moment that I had with the film where they literally do the Joker thing with the mirror. And oh, they're like, God, I need to see. And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you want to see. And then it's just normal Michael Chiklis face. And <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, OK, so yeah, he's not the thing. And yeah. that's how they this, they kind of tell you, like, they don't have their powers yet, or at least they haven't manifested. Um, but one by one they all in this place through being tested in other things, realize that like they have these powers. Um, Sue gets, it happens to Sue when she's having an emotional uh, dinner with, with Reed. Uh, Reed. It happens to Reed when something falls off the table, I believe. And he realizes he's got stretch arms now. Um, uh, Johnny blaze. It happens during, does it happen when he's skiing first? Yeah. Well, he's got, or, yeah. Well, he's got the crazy temperature and then, yeah. yeah, but it fully happens when he's skiing with the, yes, with he the, gets his temperature taken. Maria Menounos. Maria Menounos. Was that her? Oh my Ac- God. Access Hollywood's own. She has not aged in 16 years. No, she has wow. not. Wow. Yeah, she has, um, yeah. a, a total bit part. And then again, one of those like, <laughs> I feel like the, the the part where they're where he's like, he'll meet me at the top of the mountain after your ship's over. And she's like, okay. And then they and then he just catches on fire and jumps into a snowbank that is now yeah. a hot tub. And she's yeah. like, whatever, let's what? go. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, there was there was not I, there couldn't have been one woman in this writer's room. <laughs> it, not at all. Just on um, a professional all, level, like the most yeah. curious nurse ever. So they're all manifesting their powers in one way or another. They're kind of realizing something's up, mm-hmm. and that ma- that culminates with the thing, you know. And they don't show him yet, just running away through a thing shaped hole in the window of his um of his suite. Um, and this is also where Victor Von Doom starts to like you know his he's got that scar, but also like yeah, there's little like electric interference and things like that. So. So this and is he's, uh, this, he's trying to save his company too, right? Because yes. he gets yeah, because the the whole thing's a debacle, and he's yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's getting he's getting uh he's getting raked over the coals by the board, mm-hmm. and it's always uh, a damn board. It's always yeah. the board. The, the the real villain is capitalism. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so now the table is set. They have their powers, and now it goes into the uh. Mm-hmm let's let's find ben so like their their mini mission right now is a retrieval of of ben grim um what do we think of the what do we think of the colorado slash vermont section i think it's i hate saying this but like every time like the the every time um chris evans slash johnny storm slash uh slash steve rogers is on the screen it just screams 2005 extreme like yeah i could oh, like the one like when there's snow the snow scene uh it's like there should have been a monster energy drink icon just in the we, corner yeah. of the screen why were we so aggressive in 2005 like yeah. i don't know man 
I want to say that was the Sum 41 song because like that's yeah. the most that's the most irritating band on the list that you just mentioned. Like, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> debatable. Debatable. Yeah, debatable. But um, yeah, it this was the this is where that time capsule of 2005 kind of comes in. Like all, all the gratuity of all the Jessica Alba stuff, the the extreme sports, the you know, the smart alecky. Like it felt like we weren't treating these characters like actual living, breathing things that they're still a comic book. We're just trying to put that on screen, which can work really well. Yeah. But this felt like a movie that was made for children. Yeah. yeah. That it was made for children and like, and, and, and recent adults who grew up with this stuff, which is great, but it was like, Oh, we're going to put some like scan, like, like titillating stuff in there for, you know, when you have, when a dad has to take it, like they always did this yeah. Yeah. back in the day. And it, it never made for good storytelling, but it, you know, it made for popcorny, you know, good movies. And then Marvel figured out how to do it, uh, you know, yeah. by taking I, it back, by taking all their properties back. By taking them back. I think the thing about Johnny Storm in this movie, too, because like he's he's the thing that captures the most attention, obviously, because it's Chris Evans in this movie, you know, before he's Captain America. And it's not just that he's playing a different character. It's like it's like Johnny kind of isn't really a character in this movie so much as he's just a collection of obnoxious traits. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the kind of thing where you're just like, we have to remind everyone every second that he's on screen, that Johnny storm is kind of an asshole basically. Mm -hmm. And it just gets to be so much after yeah. a while. Yeah. It gets, it gets a lot and it hurt me a little bit to watch it. Cause like I said, growing up, he's my favorite character. Cause like I was always uh, pulled to, like the younger members on a on a team mm -hmm. or like i was the weird kid that loved uh robin especially dick grayson a little bit more than batman but then i grew up sure. and realized i was dumb but you know it is what it is <laughs> uh but throughout that whole scene or the whole the, the combination scene or whatever they didn't paint anybody in a good light at all no, no. Uh, none of these characters came off as like reads a fucking nincompoop like you can be <laughs> yeah. he's super book smart but he can at least talk to people sometimes. And in this one, he doesn't know how to talk to anybody. No, like, no. aside from Ben Grimm. That, and has he, aside from yelling at him, I don't think he even has a conversation with Johnny throughout the entire movie. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, yeah, I don't think they he, actually talk to each other. <laughs> no, which is insane That's to Just me. yelling at him through the, through the, thermal, the thermal container they put him in to test his stuff later. Or Johnny, don't do that. Or Johnny, I'm the leader. It, yeah. Shout out to people that uh, made sure Ben had his uh, his signature trench coat. Yes, I'm glad they put mm -hmm. pants. That was great. On, which mm -hmm. was cool. Yeah, and yeah. For, forget Deb or Debbie, whatever the hell her name was. Oh yeah, so, Debbie. Through, which is through another thick and thin. That's she's she was she's a she's yeah. the worst. Richer for. Oh, before we even get there, I love the moment. Like it's such a dumb moment, but I love the moment when uh, the thing breaks out of the room, basically, and there's a picture of Deborah like down on the floor, and yeah. Reed has to go like he must be going to see Deborah because otherwise <laughs> we would have no idea that yeah. maybe Ben's gonna go see his wife. He left. He left in the breadcrumbs. Yeah. So 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 Ben runs off from either Colorado or Vermont to New York uh, to to see his fiance Debbie. Um, she is unable to handle his new appearance, which like given yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, um, well. you know, I don't know that, you know, you react in that way. <laughs> like, well, the way she reacts, we'll get there on the bridge. Yeah. I was so mad. Like, why do you, <laughs> oh, why do you show up to the bridge <laughs> to do that? You saw him on TV and you're like, I got to get to that crowded bridge and throw my <laughs> ring on the ground. Yeah. Insane. What an insane thing to do. 
<laughs> so, so, um, so they break up and he goes to sit on the bridge um, and he stops a man from committing suicide, which, you know, great. Um, and, uh, but because then because of everything that happens, he, the man runs out of the beam and then falls and then Ben saves him by doing that, like that, you know, that Shoulder I feel like that has been in that, that in every yeah. superhero movie yep. there's just like i'm gonna stop a car i'm gonna stop yep. a semi truck with my shoulder um yep. so that happens did it. and did it. yeah and like there's so just calamity ensues on the bridge and the rest of the fantastic four go to help ben because you know the army's coming or the the you know there's all sorts of stuff so they each use their powers to help Ben uh, get get home safely, let's talk because th- there's a lot going on. <laughs> all right, all right. So, do we want to start with the Jessica Alba stuff? Because, oh, like, yes. yeah, we have to. Yeah. We have to because... in the first of two, like let's let's have her just remove all her clothing yep. uh, sections. She. Uh, they say you're the only one that can get over there. You can get by because you can go invisible. And then she goes invisible. Wait, no, your clothes. You can still see. So she's like, oh my god. And then, as she's undressing, she becomes visible again, and everyone goes nuts. And then yeah. she turns invisible again, and then does nothing. Like doesn't <laughs> go over there. Did I remember this wrong? No, no, she does. And but immediately after she does, like she becomes fully invisible. Uh, Johnny picks up her clothes. And then they all run behind an ambulance to meet her at to like to get her her clothes. Like, like so there was no need. There was, there was no need. If what, were, it was totally for the 2005. Yeah. You know, we've got to have uh, we've got to have some stuff in this to, the, to the get married the with children happy. sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. Yeah. if you were writing that scene, so like the actual thing that was going on is just like let's have you know Johnny and Reed like play a little joke on Sue and like make her think she has to take off all her clothes in order to get over there, basically. But like we're gonna be there. You would not write that scene any differently whatsoever. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. It 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 felt like the most gratuitous part of the whole thing and set up this like this uh, other beat later where she's just like now that's just a strategy that she can get away from <laughs> yeah. the paparazzi and yeah. and like th- this is this is where this film becomes a time capsule like this is a product of a time where this was every film this is like the i i felt like it started it's like a teen movie kind of thing exactly or teen it's, it, it's, it's american pie right it started yeah. like it, like it happened a lot in the 70s and the 80s like porkies and and nerds and that kind of and then like we got back into it in the late 90s into the like the late 2000s of just like we've got to have gratuitous uh semi-nudity or actual nudity in so, like, any film that we want box are you are success. you are you saying which i i feel now that you're that you're saying it like this was the early 90s to mid to late 90s when people were trying to make masterpieces because i can't oh, yeah. remember that many like 90s raunchy, was an incredible time for cinema yeah <laughs> you know i don't yeah, remember I mean, that many raunchy kind of movies like that it, it, i mean there's certainly i mean there's what, there but they were there yeah. but i feel like the 90s were you know like that was the golden age. like you can love him or hate him but like that was the golden age of, like tarantino and scorsese yep, was doing a lot of stuff yep. it was, yeah it was certainly the golden age of like the old guard hollywood now now the old guard um making some of their best stuff um yep. so you know I they think, were the young brash punks at that time. exactly yeah exactly so this was kind of like the like we are making movies to make money. And yeah. this is yeah. the formula we need to fit to make that money. So 
Well, you're right about the American Pie thing because, like, it was very like I I remember that movie came out and I was just like, this will make some money, and then it's, it makes a lot of money, and then people are like, oh, we need to capitalize on that basically, and and I think it all kind of. I feel know, like there of, are yeah. still films being made in that franchise where yeah. like they're they're straight to Dude, straight to digital, and, and Eugene Levy least... is in a disturbing number of them. Yeah, well, he yeah, I mean, he's got. It might be in a, It might be a little bit more than the Fast and Furious franchise right now. <laughs> There's at least yeah. eleven because there was at least, I may, maybe like four about Stifler's brother. Yeah, well, Stifler's yeah. brother now I think like his kid is starring. In. <laughs> <laughs> Stifler's brother's son is now entering college. Oh and, gosh! And we need to find out what hijinks he'll get into. <laughs> but yeah, this 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 section of this film was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, so this is kind of their first mission, and this um, they. They get Ben off the hook. He becomes a hero, which is kind of like his, in his mind, he's like, okay, now I'm cool with this because like people think I'm a hero. New Yorkers love me. He saved, they saved firemen. They all kind of saved the day. And the press starts calling them the Fantastic Four. It's a thing we're doing. They're, they're, all, they're all calling you the Fantastic Four. And then they do their first press conference like immediately mm-hmm. at the behest of Johnny Storm. And he, he cracks a mic and, and does a pretty decent uh, promo. Um, but uh, where, so from here, now with their newfound fame, they feel like they need to retreat somewhere to really kind of figure this out. Because Reed is, Reed is dead set now on reversing this. Uh, so that mostly so that Ben can can get get back to Ben and get Debbie back. This movie did make me think about something in a way about uh, that I hadn't even thought of with the comics before, but it really did make me think like Ben Grimm got the shortest end of yes. this whole stick because he Absolutely. is the one person that cannot just like exist normally. Like. Mr. Fantastic can just be a normal guy if he doesn't choose to stretch his skin. Sue Storm can be visible. Johnny Storm cannot say flame on and be on fire. But Ben is just a rock the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that does suck. You know, that's that's he can't turn it off. <laughs> um, and, and Debbie dumps him. So, and yeah. Debbie dumps him. Yeah. Um, on the so bridge, puts, it, puts her ring down. That just be like, was bonkers. <laughs> because like. It happens a lot in a movie where people are like, I'm going to throw this ring away into the sea or like whatever. And you're like, okay, I get it. Symbolism. But like to not only basically not only breaking up with you, I'm going to put this on the floor. I don't care if somebody steals this. Like, that's amazing. And she drove in like rush hour traffic (laughs) into a traffic jam on a bridge to do this. Like you already told him, no, she must have seen it on television saw the coverage and went this is this is my this time this is my time <laughs> I, this is i need to go i need to go break this rock man's heart in half yeah um, so so yeah they 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 after this they're like okay we're going to the Baxter building um they bump into Stanley <laughs> on the way in this was the this was the cameo uh which is pretty pretty good every time i see him i don't care if it's in a bad movie or not i get i get misty victor von doom is watching and uh, he's uh, he's kind of seeing that like his fate, he, like they, he, he is on the decline and now the Fantastic Four, quote unquote, is on the upswing. So he goes over to try to fetch Sue. Um, so uh, he offers his support in their efforts with Blaine's Reed for the mission failure and the lights start flickering when he becomes enraged. So um, Reed decides I'm gonna construct a machine 
to reverse this. And he does a couple other, this is where the, um, the Johnny storm experiment, where we realized Johnny is capable of going quote unquote, supernova, yeah. uh, of, of getting up to 4,000 Kelvin, which is very hot. Um, what, so where were we at with this post post bridge stuff? This is what I mean about the Johnny Storm stuff, because like, I get it. Like, he's a very like, you know, he's 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 the pilot. He's cocky. He's, you know, like he's a, you know, womanizer kind of like whatever, basically. But they make him like really dumb. Like, I understand, like, he's really excited about what he can do now. But they're basically just like, oh, I can go supernova. Like, that sounds awesome. And it's basically just like, no, that would actually kill everyone on the planet. Like, don't do that. You know, it's just like, just like, oh, okay, I get it. That's bad. It's just like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ending all existence would, would be bad. <laughs> it feels like it feels I was running. I, I don't know if this is real or not, but like I was uh, reading trivia on this movie and they said that like, you know, the screenwriter said they were inspired by like X, Y, Z, like whatever. And then they said like also Ghostbusters. So I kept thinking about like, oh, every once in a while they give Chris, Chris Evans something that sounds like a Bill Murray line, you know, like mm-hmm. just like, oh, full protonic, like whatever. Oh, that would be bad. OK, thanks, Egon. You know, or something like that. We're just like, OK, but like it works there. I don't know if mm-hmm. I don't think it really works here. You know, it's weird. This was also the. um the uh the god in the machine moment of saying like well how do we they need to wear clothes but yeah. basically all of their powers make render clothes uh useless or less effective mm-hmm. so oh did you know we were wearing these suits when we were in space so god. they took on and you were like oh, oh okay cool yep that works too that's that that's comic book logic that's working well because that is absolutely what they would do in the comics mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we the, the suits were up there too they were also molecularly uh you know they can turn invisible and get you know catch on fire and and it's totally fine mm-hmm. um Keen, what do you think of this whole, this whole uh, uh, here's, spaghetti dinner? Here, here's my thing um, that I'm not sure if 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 it's been done since, but the 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 pool or the 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 um, I'm not, I'm not the luster the yeah the pool the pool of um, Fantastic Four is like you said earlier, they're uh, Marvel's first family, yeah, and they're also one of if not the most well-known superheroes so they don't have it's, it's reed richards aka mr fantastic but mm-hmm. you know it's you know that's reed richards that's just mm-hmm. like a code name that they kind of really don't need they just need a cool superhero name um so the fact that like this is like one of the only marvel movies where like the hero had to reveal who they were immediately mm-hmm. where there's no hiding there's no yeah developing the the skills before i go out on the on the streets this is like boom you're known you're super famous your superheroes go at it so i i did enjoy that part of it and seeing it from that light of like like you said they did try to find solace if i'm using that word right mm-hmm. solace, solace. Yeah, solace. um and in, in the baxter building and how like they they were uh they kind of put themselves on a locked in locked in a lockdown a quarantine uh and obviously johnny couldn't stand it so he had to go get attention as best as he could um so like i said i did enjoy that part of it and i'm very interested in how feige i'll talk about that a little bit a little bit later how they're going to use that part of it in the mcu whenever they bring Mm -hmm. bring in the fantastic Mm -hmm. four yeah yeah the big question with that the big question whenever they add whole new chunks that are so gigantic in the comics and have coexisted forever in the comics is 
how do you introduce them? Where were they? Yep. You know, while all this other stuff was happening, like where were the where were the uh, the Eternals when Thanos was snapping out half of the existence? Where were, you know, when you add the X Men, where were they? When you add, you know, so they're going to have to figure out all these ways to, you know, were they there and just like laying in wait, or what did something new happen to create them? Um, so that's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Um, from this point on in this film, um, this is when. Victor Von Doom like starts getting, uh, you know, more and more evil. He yeah. he's he's confronted by the board, the guy in the parking lot. I think at this point just blows a hole through him, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. he he concocts this plan that he's got to divide and conquer. And he thinks that the biggest threat to being able to to destroy the Fantastic Four is Ben Grimm. So he's like, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna figure out how to. Uh, reverse this so meanwhile reed is also figuring out i'm going to create a chamber that will create a cosmic storm right here and we will be able to reverse these the effects of this power johnny doesn't like it reed likes it ben really likes it um but the problem is it could either reverse it or accelerate it victor continues to mutate and he's trying to drive a wedge between ben and reed Susan scolds Johnny on how he's using his pop, uh, powers to gain popularity and uh, Reed attempts to do to use the machine on himself, which just makes him into a big pile of goo. Ben is placed in the machine by Doom and Doom uses all of his extra electricity powers to supercharge it to the point where it will actually work. And yeah, and then uh, and that takes us through. We, we already talked about the X Games motocross that we mm. session that we had. Um, so that brings us to can we jump sorry? In. Can we just jump back because after the X yes. Games thing, um, Johnny and uh, Ben have a have a fight in the middle of the street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Which is which is I feel like there's way not there's 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 not that much action in this movie, which I feel like you definitely need for a superhero movie. But there's also not much of the Fantastic Four like seeming to actually tolerate each other. Actually, which if they're Marvel's first family, there need to be more scenes of them like getting along. I think, um, and you can still have the scene the scenes where they fight, but like I think you need more camaraderie i think a little bit um but the reason i'm bringing this up too is is only because like they get into this huge fight and like i i i get i think it's supposed to be like i think it's supposed to be like Times square or like Times square adjacent basically there's advertisements everywhere and like there's one product placement in this film by the way i'm getting to it yeah because there's a moment (laughs) there's a moment when uh johnny storm gets thrown basically into a burger king ad where it says uh just for the whopper where it says flame broiled to perfection and i'm just like Oh fuck you! Like, come yeah, on! Like, the, like the, the amount of product placement in this yeah. movie is—I—I I, I think it is representative of the time. Yeah, because this was like, you know, product placement's always been in films, but it was not to use the word again. It was gratuitous in the mid two thousands for sure, if I'm remembering anything. And it's just this scene in particular that you're talking about is just like a wash with brands. It is insane. um yeah so so yeah they have that big they have that big confrontation and it's all kind of building like you said it's like they they're fighting against each other now they're not they're not in agreement um you know ben doesn't want this uh johnny wants it reed's trying to figure out how to reverse it um sue is trying to figure out how to you know we've we've now gotten past where she has to disrobe again Mm -hmm. uh to get past this new this newfound fame and yet what was the scene at the um at the newsstand. Why am I remembering that as uh, that happens a couple scenes before? Yeah, but like she, she gets got fired or something, uh, or she found or, that. That's how she found out. 
Yeah, well, it's like a People magazine thing. Yeah, I forget what was on the cover, but like she just got gets mobbed by fans, so she like yeah. she has to strip again. Yeah, which is just God, Jesus, yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so we we'll fast forward. We don't have to go beat by beat by beat, no. but we're we're now up to the final like confrontation with Doom. Doom has now taken on his he 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 was gifted the mask by the people of Latveria. Um, this is also where his assistant says, kind of drops the, for the first time that like you can always go back to Latveria, mm. and uh, you know, and and regroup. But he he grabs the mask. He becomes Doom. And I'll say this: good looking Doom. Yes. Oh, it was great. Yes. Like like colors the, great. The the little the golden uh, like buttons mm-hmm. and shit. Not buttons. Yeah. But you know what I mean. The golden yeah the, on his the chest. cape cape things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for the most part, cer- certain comic book movies, like they want to stray from what it looks like in the comic book. They did a pretty good job of like not being a hundred percent what was in the comic, but it did. It was I, I, the, the example I, I always, I think in the second fantastic four, which I also have never seen, but I've heard that they made Galactus just like a big cloud, like, a big cloud, which is yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Galactus <laughs> is the one villain that, terrifies me because he eats planets he eats planets he's a devourer and if he becomes worlds. a goddamn cloud i'm gonna be upset yeah so i mean that's what happened in silver surfer i hope they get it right in the mc i think they will they they did pretty good with ego uh you know um yeah in the uh in what uh in in, in guardians uh, of the guardians galaxy too, yeah. um uh so i have faith but yeah for the for the most part the visual representation of the heroes when they were in their hero uniforms looked pretty cool Yep. I thought that was a yep. that was a solid mark in, in the positive color. They column. gave Ben pants, which I'm happy about. It wasn't just regular trunks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I thought he looked like the thing. You know, Michael Chiklis is... A, I think the the casting is, isn't perfect, um, but I think Michael Chiklis as Ben Grimm, you know, you, you could do a lot worse. And yep, Michael true. Chiklis also was riding high on his, like, the shield time yep. at this point. So this was, like, peak Michael Chiklis being in stuff. Um but um, but yeah, we we are now at the big confrontation, uh, and Ben has been made back into normal and has so rendered kind of useless in in the fight. Once again, it was too fucking fast. Like yeah. too fast. Th- yeah, this happens in not every movie, but any coming now. If it was the Ben Grimm story, him him not having the powers would probably you would have seen him. Oh, we 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 glossed over this. Carrie bleeping. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. We can't. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 talk like, about Carrie Washington. <laughs> so so Ben's sad. He's doing this thing, and I'm a sad boy too. So I understand. Sure, so sure. He goes we've, in the bar. He goes in the bar. He goes into his neighborhood bar because the bartender knows who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's his bar. So he goes in, uh, and I feel bad, but like every time he stepped, the fucking music would skip a beat because he's literally shaking the ground as he's moving. So he goes to sit down. It breaks. It can't support his weight. And out of the corner, we hear something. And it's like, all right, who is that? Turn. And it's fucking Carrie Washington. Yeah. Emmy Blonde Award. is a bat. Because the character is blonde. Alicia's blonde. Yeah. Alicia Masters is the character. Yeah. Yep. Is, she a, and, is, she a, is she a Marvel character? Is yeah. She, she's okay. in the comic. She's, she's, she's uh, canon? Okay. She's a, she's a sculptor in the comic, in, in the Marvel comics. And that's why. And, and they, they do say, like, for some blind folks, they see with their other senses, and mm-hmm. her being a sculptor is perfect because, like the even in the the um, TV series, 
which I got little little good tidbits for that later. But even in the TV series, uh, her big thing was like she loved the softness in her in his details. Like, and that's why you see in the movie rubbing his chest and then gets to his face. Yeah. It's like, why are you so sad? Like you're you're a great man or whatever. Like she can sense that. And uh, baby girl got drunk and the uh, the got him a drink. Even though I think he broke the glass. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so cool to see 2005. Mind you, she didn't age at all either. No. Um, 2005, Carrie Washington just like just show up in, in a film. Marvel movie. Yeah, like, it, was it was bonkers. Wow. It made um, me go like that's I mean, especially now that you say like that she's a canon character. And all that, it makes me go like so, you know, a blind woman lo- learn- learning to love and, and, and find things to love in like this. I'm just like, that's a whole movie. That is a yeah. whole movie that's right a there. Whole movie. Yeah. And, and <laughs> she gets the. So I, I did read in the in the build up to uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I think it was right. Yeah, I think Rise of the Silver Surfer in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, they released a director's cut of this film. Oh, with 20 extra minutes, and a ton of it is more, um, uh, more building upon the uh, Ben Grimm, um, oh. Alicia Masters storyline. We need okay. to see this movie. I gotta yeah. watch this movie now. Yeah, we, if, it, if there's any movie you gotta watch, the director's cut. It is 2005, <laughs> Fantastic Four, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so so they introduce her and 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 uh, you know she can kind of see him for who he really is, and and it's and it's 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 a nice little moment of of heart in a film that like is pretty not heartless that's the wrong word but just like without heart yeah. it doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of moments where you're like oh yep so that it was you know and Carrie Washington is fucking incredible so like mm-hmm. you know the classed up this movie real good yes, um yes that was before Ben goes and follows doom and doom's trying to sew all these things uh one thing i wanted to mention was the, the the really so so doom just shows up to like a weapons depot a weapons and basically a super villain uh walmart and mm-hmm. <laughs> kills all the henchmen that work at the supervillain Walmart and then systematically gets exactly the devices he needs, <laughs> that he needs to, for his to plan. kill <laughs> the Fantastic Four as they are. So he gets a cryo fro- a cryogenic freezing uh, apparatus for Reed. He gets a heat-seeking missile for Johnny. And what did he get for... What did I don't know, the rocket launcher. I know that, no, that was, that was the... That was the missile. Never mind. Yeah, he's taking missile, missile for for Johnny, and I'm trying to think that he have something specific for Sue. No, he just ended up choking her. Which yeah, yeah. no. I think I think we're meant to assume that like he doesn't necessarily think Sue is going to turn against him. Yeah, or that he or thinks doesn't that, like, want to. Or, he doesn't want yeah, her or dead. Want, yeah, because yeah. she'll realize his power and come flocking to him. So yeah, um, but so he goes and he gets rid of Ben. And then he get, and then he's always at like, oh, one down, three to go. And uh, um, he kept that up, and I was very creepy. Yeah, mm. yeah, was, mm. you got to stick to the bit. Uh, he <laughs> he he fires the heat seeking missile at Johnny Storm, who finally learns flame on, lands in a garbage barge. Or I something. think so. Yeah, uh, and he connects Reed to um, the cryogenic thing, which is like you know interesting. If you've got to stop Reed Richards, how yep. do you do it? You know, if you super freeze elastic things, they break if they move. So, you know, more more power to you. And then he like yeah, and then he just chokes Sue Storm, who 
you know, also exhibits her powers for not just, you know, she can create force fields as well as turning invisible, which, yeah, you can't just have invisibility, you know, so good, good move, Stanley and, and uh, Steve Ditko for figuring out that she needs something more than just invisibility. Um, yeah. I, I want to say about the cryo freezer too. I'm sure it's going to come up before we finish this podcast, basically about the Incredibles and what a great, what a really good, fantastic four movie that movie is. And all I can think <laughs> about, all I can think about is like, there is a scene in Incredibles too, basically where, uh, where Elastigirl gets put in a, in a freezer, basically, in order to yeah. incapacitate her. So it's like, it's like they ripped off this they movie. Ripped off I mean, this movie, absolutely. <laughs> you know, things look dire. Things look like they're totally lost. Who comes to save the day? Ben Grimm. He decided to, I suppose, work the work the machine again. He doesn't need somehow. To, somehow, yeah. It's fine. Well, you know, it's movie logic. We don't need, you know, I, I, I suppose. You saw the it, lights across yeah. the street. Like, oh, it's flickering. He's yeah. using it. Okay. I suppose, I suppose he, it did establish that like, you know, it was enough to accelerate the, mm -hmm. the abilities if you didn't have Victor Von Doom, but with Victor Von Doom, you could reverse them. So that's fine. Um, yeah. But he shows up and um, a battle ensues. Uh, he does his gets, catchphrase too. He says it's clobbering time. It's he so. finally says it's clobbering time because because it, it was said for the first time with apparently there was a toy manufacturer that was already making toys and that right. talking toy said it's clobbering time. Yeah, earlier in the film. So that so he so in in this scenario he gets his catchphrase from a toy. From a toy. The brazenness <laughs> of a toy company basically so deciding funny. this yeah. is going to be your catchphrase. Like yeah. fuck um, you. And uh, you know they all get their catchphrases. Uh, I think only Johnny Storm and and Ben Grimm have them, yeah. um, but they both get them in this film and the fight is taken, you know, a battle ensues and the fight's taken to the streets where, and I'll just take us up to the epilogue. The, they find that they can defeat him if they all use their powers together, uh, you know, which mm. is nice. So Sue creates a barrier. Um, Reed restrains him long enough that he can, that she can create the barrier. And then Johnny gets in there and supernovas, the barrier so that you know he's in metal his body's mostly metal and they basically create uh, a solid victor von doom who they assume is dead um coolest part of the film coolest yes. actions part was was um mr fantastic making like a water slide with his body that mm -hmm. redirected the fire hydrant to the molten uh victor von doom so let's <laughs> so let's talk about the final climactic battle the big takeaway from this one was I loved the 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 because one of the one of the reasons why I love Marvel is they try to make their characters like real people, mm -hmm. and one of the biggest ways they do that is the the small talk and jokey side of it, especially with Spider Man. He's the king of that shit, mm -hmm. hilarious. But like Ben had that whole little conversation with the two women, like when he landed on the car, he's like, "Oh, sorry, ladies, I got to use your car." And then she says something like, "It's a stick shift." <laughs> It's like the transmission stick is yeah, going to stick yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I yeah, actually dug that. Sticks. I, I it doesn't dug matter. That. Yeah. So he throws the car. And the one thing that I remember the most out of this whole scene was when he hits the bus or he's Doom into the bus and Doom coolly like walks out of the out of the passenger door, passenger side. But on the side of it, it's a big ass promotion for brisk lemon iced tea. Yep. And this is 2005. And it took me back to when I was 19. I'm like, yeah, I probably would have down like a whole. They're oh. still selling them a whole liter of iced tea. Oh, for sure, so unhealthy. Yeah. But yeah. that fake iced tea, that fake Lipton brisk, man. That was the oh, old uh, claymation, yes. claymation commercials with that's like brisk, baby. Rocky Balboa. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I just need something to drink. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh this, gosh. This fight, the fight. So the ending the fight, fight was, was, fight was, was pretty good. It was mm-hmm. as you plus. Know, it's the. It was the perfect. It was the perfect size <clears throat> for their first fight. I'll give them that. Where it's yeah. like it wasn't them trying to save the world yet. It yeah. wasn't them trying to save the country or go somewhere else or or space or whatever. It mm-hmm. was just like, oh shit, he's wilding. We're the only ones that can stop them. Mm-hmm. Let's stop them. Yeah. So that was they cool were fighting to see for them. them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were fighting for them. Yeah, for sure. And and it was a it was a it was a cool superhero fight. You know, I do think like in general, it's always tough when you decide to kind of, um, you know, bring out the big guns in the first film. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like the villain, you almost it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you do. The people are showing up. They want to see like, you know, they don't want to see Batman fight. Um, who's like a they don't want to see batman fight like mad uh, hatter that's yeah. a very low tier you yeah. know <laughs> like they want to see batman fight the joker in the first film but mm-hmm. it's like but then then what happens you're just going to bring the joker back like a million times which yes apparently um <laughs> but uh but like yeah you got dr doom in the first one so i think they handled it pretty well it wasn't like it wasn't doom at his most like apocalyptic powerful no not level. nowhere near yeah. um yeah. you know they were all kind of just learning their their power so I, I thought the fight worked really well and i thought the, the way they wrapped it up was pretty satisfactory it was pretty mm-hmm. sa- uh, satisfying mike you were you were uh, michael you were nope. Yeah, no, I agree, honestly. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. I like whenever a superhero story figures out a way to dramatize either like people kind of enhancing their powers or like refining them or just like combining things basically. And I thought that was that was a good kind of place to land, you know, like all the characters and the idea like we really do have to work together. So like this has to ha- like I like I, I I liked the the you know the kind of just like an Avengers movie basically where you're just like, oh did you see that moment where like Iron Man blasted the beam basically and it came off Captain America's shield mm-hmm. like I, I I liked that a lot honestly. Mm-hmm. So like I thought that worked really well. Yeah they worked as a team really well which is what you wanted to see. They were kind of like in fighting and they weren't working together. So at the end and of course, you know, becoming that family, becoming that team is what you want to see um, going into it. So, you know, they defeat they defeat Victor um, and he's taken to the uh, he's taken to the where they put the Ark of the Covenant. And, yep. <laughs> and but Very like, oh, no, uh, the, which is like, can we just hats off to this assistant who like even after it is revealed that your boss is at actual like psychopath yeah super like murderer super villain you're still showing up it's like all right let's he's just got this like checklist <laughs> let's make sure he gets where he's going um uh assuming that it, it's that he's headed to um uh latveria it's literally on the boat oh is it okay okay yeah okay it's okay. just like i missed I that, how yeah. it said it but it's literally like Got all it. the way to lot of there, yeah. And of course, the lights are flickering in a post-credit mm-hmm. scene or pre-credit scene. Um, th- this this would have been one that, like, in modern Marvel, they would have done it after. But, yeah. um, you know, just setting up it like, okay, he's still alive. He's headed back to his home turf. So just like Dracula, once he gets into his home soil, he'll be reborn, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll figure that out. So, so you know, nice wrapped up in a neat little package set up for probably not you know they'll do what they'll do what happens where they won't he won't come back the next movie but he'll come back the movie after that mm-hmm. um but uh so the epilogue scene they're all having a party on a boat and uh they officially decide to embrace their roles as the fantastic four reed proposes marriage to sue who accepts and they share a kiss um and um 
Ben is uh, Ben is with now with Alicia Masters, uh, and Johnny is doing Johnny shit, uh, and you know, and all's happily ever after. Yep. So that was 2005's Fantastic Four. Final yep. final thoughts, uh, reactions to the epilogue. Um, they did get a sequel, you know. It, it, so it. Yep. It, uh, it so it did okay in the box office. It didn't do. Let me just see my notes here. Um, it did uh, critically. It has. It is sitting with a twenty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a four point five one on Metacritic. Um, and What's their scale? A, uh, four point five one out of ten. So. Um, <laughs> so this. Uh, this made fifty six million during its first weekend, uh, and uh, total from global and domestic, uh, international and domestic, it's made three hundred and thirty million, three hundred and thirty and a half million. So it did, it did well, mm-hmm. you know, which of course it did. Yeah. Um, and it set up a sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer, that did less well, yes, and did not warrant a third. Uh, so yeah, so f- closing thoughts. What did we? should people watch this movie that's my question like like if you haven't seen this film and you are an mcu fan is there a reason to go back and say let's watch this before they introduce fantastic for mcu fan i'll say this for mcu fan you definitely should watch it just for the pure fact that after watching it whatever feige does you will appreciate yeah Whatever he does. Well, and he worked on this movie too, I want to say. Yeah. Because, like, yes. Yeah, I think so. Because he worked on a lot of this. He worked on some of the early Spider Mans and I think Daredevil and Blade, um, at least, at least, yeah, the first couple Blades and, and all that stuff. So, like, he was, he was, he was very busy before, like, he officially started Marvel Studios. Interesting. Yeah. So, so this has the, you know, like, this, even though it's not an MCU movie, it does kind of have that sheen of basically just like, oh, okay, like they officially kind of figured out, let's go in a slightly different direction. Um, yeah. I think it's more worth watching than the 2015 movie, which mm-hmm. is that. Or I, I had so I had high hopes for that movie, and then too. watching it, I was just like, oh, they're, this isn't right at yeah. all. Like it's just well, they it made too ben, dramatic. They like, made ugh. Ben into like a literal monster. In that yeah. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I even liked the direction they went with that, where it's just like we're gonna go full body horror, basically. Where like mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic is just like this is this is David Cronenberg, like horrific. What's happening? <laughs> this is like the fly kind of thing. Yeah. And like that's kind of cool. The problem with that movie is basically it kind of changes what it wants to be, like every twenty minutes or mm-hmm. so. Yep. And yep. then yeah. the last two movies it changes into are like we're going to be like the lamest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, that one was. I will say the the 2015 was a lot more boring than this one. Yeah, this one, this one, it, this one entertained me. I think people should watch this movie. I think okay. I don't think it's a good film. I think exactly what Keen was saying. It will if you haven't seen some of the, um, and I think we'll probably do some more of these podcasts as you know we have breaks in MCU stuff. Like we'll pull out some old. I I think they're calling these movies Marvel Legacy. Uh, okay. basically okay. pre-MCU Marvel movies that Disney now owns so it can be on Disney+. Plus. Um, so this, the X-Men movies and um, some of the others. Um, but It's yeah, not I the worst people, of those. No, it is. No, no it is, it is not, not even close to like the worst of all of those. It is, nope. it is, it is schlocky. It is entertaining. It is corny. It's very gratuitous, but like it's, it's worth you know, if you already pay for a service, I wouldn't pay extra for this movie. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, um, 
but if you already have the service, I think it's worth yeah. like, it's worth a Saturday night popcorn watch. The uh the one thing I, I will say that I meant to say this like earlier on is um which I gotta go back and actually like, do my research, but as far as I, I see the Fantastic Four, I see them as being kind of campy a little bit because they were like, I mean, everybody, most of the bigger characters were brought out in like the 40s, 50s, and 60s, mm-hmm. but they were like the first to kind of, like I said before, um, the character accepted being the hero. They weren't like mm-hmm. fighting against it. They weren't mm-hmm. doing it under disguise or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they accepted it. So because yeah. of that, I think it, it lends itself to be a little corny, like because... yeah. yeah. The characters, even though I think they are multifaceted, they might not be as deep as like a Peter Parker trying to fight his fucking uh, professor, but he doesn't want his professor to know he's the person he's fighting and shit like that. So for sure, I'll let I'll let that slide. Like them being like kind of corny, little campy. Well, the corniness I think is like it's it's really definitely kind of I completely agree. And like the the whole history of this movie is like really interesting because like they were trying to make this for like a long long time from what yeah. i understand oh yeah there's a whole uh, unreleased one from like 93 oh yeah or and the really? reason, oh yeah, yeah. from 94 yeah it was like made for like one million dollars so like it looks they, terrible they only made yeah. it it was never made to be released they made yes. it so that they could hold on to the um to the uh not the copyright the um the the, the rights yeah okay they would have lost the rights if they didn't create something so they created like a super low budget thing that they never intended to release to you know to uh, anywhere. i want to see so it. they could hold on to <laughs> and, the i'm sure and- like <laughs> Some guy at a comic con has a bootleg DVD oh, that he'll sell you for fifty bucks. They're definitely out there. They're, they're like VHS dubs because like yeah. the actual print of the movie is lost, and like and the actors didn't the actors didn't know it wasn't going to be released, so they yeah. like signed up to be a comic con until they got a cease and desist from their own from the from the, the yeah. actual production company. They're like, no, damn. we're actually not going to release this. Like, well, that so, sucks. So one, so yet oh god, mm-hmm, uh, no, no, no. so so they were going to make this movie, um, and I think. Up until this one, the closest they got to making it was like uh, so. Peyton Reed, who's the guy who directed both the Ant Man movies, he was going to make Fantastic Four, and his idea for the movie, and he's a big fan apparently, and his idea for the movie was to make it set in the '60s and make Perfect. it very like Perfect. that kind of like you know like kind of slightly swingy kind of like you know like like very like capery kind of movie basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I think they just decided that would be too expensive to go all period and everything, so like that's why they decided to make this movie instead where it's all modern. Um, but like, I would love to see that movie, but yeah. So when, uh, here's my, here's my last question and we'll, we'll, we'll quickly wrap this up. Cause we're, we're getting on in time. Um, when, when John Watts takes the helm and directs the actual MCU fantastic four, what are some things that we would like to see that could like really correct on the mistakes of, um the the first two attempts to to bring this into the public eye so the the first being this one that we saw and the sequel and then the second one being uh the 2015 what what can they do right that those two attempts got wrong i don't know if i want more science but i want more like being able to believe that these characters are scientists because i don't really buy it you know in this movie um, so I think a little bit more like that. That's something actually the 2015 movie, as boring as it was, I think did get right. Actually, oh, yeah. Where like, yeah, it, it gave you enough of the science stuff. that You're just like, all right, I'm on board. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm persuaded. Yeah, sure. It made um, me think Miles Teller was definitely smart. I mean, not, not saying that he isn't, but like mm-hmm. they made him like a legit Reed Richards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think I think uh, something that Michael said earlier, I think as long as they decide what it is, what kind of movie it wants to be mm-hmm. from the jump and just sticks to it. I think yeah. I think it can do well. Uh, I watch uh, a channel on YouTube, New Rockstars, and yep. I watch that one of the guys had a great, great uh, idea. And that's why I think I think um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be so pivotal. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing with it, but I they can they can form the next couple movies with this. They can either I think they either have to do a brand new origin story, which I kind of don't want to see because it's already three. It'll be the third one in what uh, in about fifteen years. Yeah, or used uh, a multiverse team that they were already active, already mm-hmm. well known, and they come here and they're like, "Who the hell are you? What is that thing?" Mm-hmm. And they could kind of do that, or like a time drop, a time warp kind of thing, mm-hmm. where they were in the '60s, but nobody really heard about them, and then they came to the future. Yeah. I so that, yeah, it's, kind of awesome it's a lot. Oh, yeah, exactly. Have, it's yeah. a lot of shit they could do. Marvel has like Marvel now uh, has like total faith. I have like nothing yeah. but faith in them. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm I I think my my comment would be like what what I would what I would like is like good villain, good villain choices, you know, um, like something that's important. Cause if you're going to have the first family of Marvel finally join the MCU, you can't give them a scrub, but you also don't want to like overshoot and give them like, you know, the next Thanos. So that, Oh man, if they introduce Namor too, then you're talking like now we're getting like golden age Marvel in there. Uh, like the oldest of the actual continuity Marvel characters. That mm-hmm. would be incredible because Namor is one of those great characters. That's like, you know, an anti-hero kind of, sometimes he's a villain, you know, sometimes he's not. Um, that would be awesome. But I, I, I would like great villain uh, selection and I want, um, I want to believe they're a family. You know, yeah. like I want to believe that they, you know, are uh, a family. So, so I think that they'll hit on these things, and I have full faith. Um, so that, you know, that wraps up. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Can I share like the line of dialogue that I wrote down? Because like of all the, like the lines and dialogue in this movie, where you're just like, I Please don't do. know, or like there was this one that just made me go like, wait, what? And it's uh, after they after they're back on Earth, and again, it's um, it's Von, Von Doom's assistant who is like really has like kind of a buddy buddy relationship with uh, with with Doom at a certain point, basically. And he says this right as as Victor starts to starting change. He just says, "Sir, I always meant to ask you, like, why Sue Storm? You could have any woman in the world. Like, why yeah. her?" Just makes me go like, "Wait, what? Like." yeah what, wait, you could have any woman, and, and he says like that's why her. that's why because her. i could have any because i could have any woman in the world and it's just like are you really asking why like the super rich guy is dating the woman who looks like looks like jessica alba like what am i missing i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand that line of dialogue at all she's too beautiful sir <laughs> so yeah. oh um, god there were a couple my, clunkers in this yeah. one for sure dialogue wise uh my, my final thought on this is um not surprised not to do anything with the movie. Uh, I think uh, if you get a chance, uh, go back on Disney, go go on Disney Plus, and watch at least a little bit of the um, the TV series that was on in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how they did it. Maybe the, one of the best, one of the best uh, opening scenes, like music wise. Because like it's like uh, just call the Thor, Fantastic Four. 
<laughs> and then there's an episode where Johnny is uh he's trying to talk to his to his girlfriend, but he gets on stage and he starts like singing, and um the the chorus is like so I just flame on, flame on, flame on, flame on, flame on, flame on. Like I'll share the video with you. It makes no sense now. <laughs> I think you both of you will enjoy it. Definitely. So. Yeah. My final thought on this is just, yeah, I think I think people should watch it. I you know, not not because it's some great exercise in cinematic mastery, but just because like it was it was early attempts at actually building something bigger than just like one movie. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm very curious, like alternate reality, what could have happened if this was really good, if the sequel was really good, if the Ang Lee Hulk, the Eric Banner Hulk was really good. And they actually like, what if this was the original MCU? That's what I mean. I think I think 2008 Iron Man either doesn't exist or it happens like way differently. Because, again, yeah. I, I think this was the last like property they tried to start up before yeah. they made Iron Man. Then they just so. realized like, OK, we've got to start fully yeah. from scratch here. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, this has been another episode of Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. Uh, We will be back soon. I am not sure if there's a planned episode between now and when Loki premieres. I bet you there'll at least be something. So keep keep us in your podcast feeds and we'll let you know. Uh, For Michael Henley and Keen Cobb, I am Rob Alessiani, and we will see you next time on Oh Snap.